Review cultist. Hey, I'm Adam. I've been here before. Yep. <laughs> Man, that's a tonal shift. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, kind of. <laughs> um, or at least the inspirations of many stories on the internet, most creepy and most pasta. Um, so I, I kind of felt bad the last couple of episodes because I missed the chance for the show to tackle something involving like internet or computer errors or something like some kind of horror story involving computer errors or computer or internet errors or like 404 on our mm-hmm. 404th episode. But I'm, re- I'm redeeming that <laughs> I feel anyway, by, by having Adam jump on the show for episode 411, where we're going to tackle uh, a subject that is near and dear to, I think both of our hearts, as well as the hearts of many internet creepypasta writers and reddit no sleepers um the missing 411 oh god yeah so and like i hope you also think of me when we get to episode 420 but uh, <laughs> i mean if you want we can do something <laughs> uh, i mean <laughs> we'll just we'll just retackle that slade kentucky episode yeah. <laughs> creepypasta where like those kids were just like, high on marijuana uh driving through the through a uh a, a provincial or a a state park in in kentucky <laughs> They were they were clearly high on something. <laughs> oh god, yeah. There's not much to do around here, but yeah, kind of going back to the topic here, uh, yes. our topic here. The thing that I think kind of interesting about this is that you know while a lot of these creepy fosses that you know I've taken part in with you, like you know the Kentucky, well I call it the Kentucky Tree Dolphin, but and <laughs> you know it's become called the Kentucky Tree Dolphin in our circle. But you know a lot of these stories, like you know even like Slenderman and stuff like that, despite how fucking crazy people are, you know, are clearly uh, fictional. And more, more than likely, I mean, I'm, there may have been something that was in real life that inspired it. But what we're talking about today has been, is something that, I mean, th- there are some clear facts out here of, of some bizarre kind of circumstances that make up the missing 411, which is just a large kind of to do a big blanket statement i mean there's a, thousands and thousands and i can't i don't have that number in front of me because i looked up everything but that but there's you know thousands of people that disappear every year right and then yeah. a lot of them are disappearing in like national park areas and wooded ones and a lot of the work on this subject is derived from uh, a man named david pilates or I think I'm saying his name right, uh, Pilates. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it that. We'll, we'll say uh, Mr. Pilates is, um, I think he has some kind of background in law enforcement. And mm-hmm. uh, he really has been the one that's been spearheading uh, the information getting out there on a lot of these missing people. And he's done a lot of research, written, fuck, I think as of like nine years, I mean, as of three years ago, he's, he's had nine books on it, which... Yeah, I'm looking at his uh, his Wikipedia page. Uh, so yeah, he is a former um, uh, police officer and investigator. Uh, he's done two books on Bigfoot and one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten books on the missing 411. 
since 2012. And two films that we'll briefly go over. And another Mm -hmm. little side note, I would love to get his books, and I've looked about buying his books, and one of these days I am going to buy. I may cherry-pick which book I buy, because, I mean, honestly, a lot of these these same stories are, I mean, the rinse repeat kind of things like that. I've got a few that I want to kind of share with you, not from his book, but from another source. And uh, ones that I remember hearing about beforehand, and one involving a, a man from Canada. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm I'm definitely going to probably weird. I'm going to pick up the one if I if I if I ever do get one, I'd probably pick up the one that's missing four one one Canada. <laughs> so there's one for the eastern part of the states that I'm I interested that too, in, yeah. and the yeah. hunters one. That's also you know oh. I'm a <laughs> avid outdoorsman, hunter, whatnot, and you know so it's an interest to me here, but. Little mm-hmm. caveat before we begin, uh, he is. If you look for these books on Amazon, somebody buys them and then marks them up insane. Now his prices are not. I mean, to use no country expression here, review cultist, uh, Crazon, a man of many names. Uh, he's awful proud of it, meaning that it's um, they're expensive, maybe twenty dollars a book or something like that for you know yeah. paperback. But uh, if you go to a third party, like, you know, Amazon resellers and whatnot, they're like $100. And he doesn't want them in a digital format. So I was always kind of holding out, like, you know, I'd go out and pay five bucks for an ebook on it or something like that. Well, you're not going to get it. This is, yeah. this is a uh, tangible kind of media that you can get from this man. It's so that's, not- ki- that's kind of ironically hilarious, given... Mm-hmm the nature of like the or given given the given the amount of attention this these stories have online mm-hmm. uh not just as like uh somebody like drawing inspiration to write their own stories or pieces of fiction based on like missing pieces p- missing people in uh national parks but also the the amount of the amount of reader the amount of like storytellers and narrators on on YouTube that read uh, that uh, that are are either covering the accounts like um uh in like sort of a, a broad strokes almost like news like retelling or like straight up just like reading the story um or reading the accounts from the books themselves yeah uh okay. and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later uh yeah. i think in our episode so, but yeah i just find that i just when i i didn't realize that honestly i, or I forgot mm-hmm. that you uh, that that was a thing where he had he doesn't do digital medium so it's like that's kind of ironic yeah. <laughs> given his popularity is digital. Yeah. And, you know, he has a very strong kind of presence, I think. And I'm going to give a kind of another little disclaimer before we get into it here. Uh, If you go looking up his other media on the internet, you also got to kind of take some other things about Mr. Pilates uh, consideration in particular. I mean, I don't, I know we're not going to make this the you know a topic of contention in this po- in this uh, podcast episode, but I mean he has some very strong feelings about other things going on in America, and uh, you know uh, vaccinations and COVID and stuff like that. So uh, just you know FYI, like be aware of that. And at last that I heard of him because I I know I when you approached me about this subject, I looked online to see what he'd done recently on YouTube, and I think he's uh, mo- trying to move away from that platform either cause of monetization or freedom or I don't know. So you'll find him out there somewhere. I've actually, I, I lament that I, I had an opportunity to, to see him in Kentucky at a cryptid con years ago, but 
I didn't notice that he was there until it had passed. And, you know, like I, I would have paid 20 bucks to walk in there and maybe bought those books in person. I don't really follow the Bigfoot stuff. I mean, I, yeah. I, I like the concept of Bigfoot. <laughs> I like, I mean, I hope there's something like that out there. I mean, dude, I'm the guy who believes in ghosts. I've seen shit that I call a ghost and, you know, weird things like that. So I'm, you know, either an unreliable narrator to begin with, but, uh, you know, these things have always interested me, tr- interested me. And I have, I don't want to live in a world without magic, so to speak. So I think that's a good segue for me kind of jumping into, um, this particular topic is like, I know some of the stuff we're going to talk about is far fetched, And I know this is a creepy pasta podcast and there is definitely a lot of media inspired by it, but I think the appeal for this, for me, aside from I'm in the woods often alone and I'm a father and one of my, there's been times where I've been separated from my child, actually just in my own little farm here. And she was, went into a barn and was beside something and I didn't see my Otis when she was little. And I can remember that gripping fear of running around looking for this child, even to the point that I'd. I got in my truck and drove back on the farm a little bit. Thankfully, my wife was there and the the kid came out of the bar and I just kind of overreacted. But I mean, this is this particular topic is something that hits. It's it's creepy. It's weird. There's weird stuff in real life, which is the appeal. But also it's kind of one of my deeper fears of um, being alone out there and something happening or something happening to my kids. I mean, I can take you. God, I'm rattling. It's fine. It's cool. Like it is sort of a, a trifecta of like it hits all. It hits a bunch of buttons for yeah. for creepy for 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 us for 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 the the folks of us that are in like horror are in the interest of horror and 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 creepy things. Like you yeah. got the innate the the cultural fear of forests and and yeah. the isolation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the familial fears of, or the paternal fears of like missing of a missing person of like your, your family member, your child. And then, um, then there's also like the, the unknown element, like what is causing this? Like the, like it, we, it, in, I think in the last two years, we've seen a surge in true crime, like podcasting and stuff like that. So like, and that's kind of similar to this in that it's like, cause whether you think this is like there, there's likely a mundane, I, I'm kind of on the same boat as you are, uh, Adam, when it comes to like the, uh, yeah. like I, I like, I want to believe like, uh, like Mulder says, <laughs> or uh, yeah. as Mulder has on his little, like on, uh, on that poster in, in X-Files, like I want to believe, um, yeah. uh, I, I'm not entirely sure if there is something beyond that, uh, or not like, but I, I have that hope or like that kind of wishful thinking. Um, so, uh, I, I do feel like it, it's all likely mundane, but mm-hmm. the fact that we don't know exactly how it's be, how it's happening mundanely, it mm-hmm. adds that element of mystification and like, what the fuck, like strangeness to it. Yeah. It adds and, to the strange, the weird aspect. I tell you something I do appreciate about this. If it's this 10 minute, uh, 11 minute uh, introduction, <laughs> I'm looking at the backup recording here is that, all right, so in literature in general, yeah, blowing off the dust off that degree, here we go. (laughs) But, you know, in literature in general, like we kind of go through different trends and whatnot. So 
um, take for example, like I'm trying to think. Like during the Romantic period, there was uh, a romanticism of returning to nature and getting out of the cities and you know getting in touch with your roots and all that. And then there's kind of this dark romanticism that kind of came in there when you start getting like uh, Dracula and, and yeah. Frankenstein. And like you get, when you go away from civilization, that's where things are wild and uh, unknown. And I mean, I think it's kind of something here with us too, is uh, in our modern days we're li- we live in town, cities, uh, small communities, whatnot. And we're, it's safe. There's safety in numbers and stuff like that. And, you know, you go out to nature, you go, you know, make that two or three hour drive to that national park and you're hiking and enjoying everything and it's beautiful, but, you know, you're maybe miles away from anyone. Like if we went, if me and you went, there's places here I wouldn't take you just because of rattlesnakes that, uh, if me and you went back mushroom hunting and stuff like that, you better have snake boots on because, uh, you know. The fact that you guys have like snake boots, yeah, <laughs> like they, boots for like now are they just like like green rubber boots? Real thick, kind of thing. They're, like yeah, really real thick, thick, like boots. rubber ones. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we just use those like regularly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know we have those too. We just use them regularly for you know yeah. snow and such. <laughs> yeah, you can, and they also sell greaves, but I mean, there's a lot of you know this unknown. So yeah. There is a beauty, but there's a danger to it. So mm-hmm. the missing 411, as we jump right straight into this 13 minutes into the introduction, <laughs> is, again, a group of people. I mean, the numbers that I'm looking at right now is uh, over 1,600 unexplained disappearances in North America. Of uh, Just people who were there one minute and gone the next. Some of them are, are literally within a group of people. They and then, maybe like, walk further down a trail and then they disappear or you turn around and they're gone. Yeah, that's that's what honestly like creeps me out most about it or like what mystifies me most about it is the how fast somebody just goes missing. Mm-hmm. Like you're you you turn around, look at something pretty, turn back, your cousin's gone. Yeah. Like literally like that's how fast it like in some of these accounts, that's that's literally how fast it is. Like they turn to look at like a flower or like something they saw off the trail. They turn back yeah. and the person's just gone. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? And you're um, totally totally gone. And then I mean it's so, like you can definitely sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. So so you can definitely see why people start conspiracy theorizing and like trying to like look at like they they there's it's hard to find a logical explanation for why that's happening. So it's easy to, and it's a lot easier to kind of just speculate something uh, fictional or, or uh, potentially like supernatural element. Like, I mean, hell that's human, human folklore in a nutshell is that <laughs> is using the paranormal to explain natural phenomena. Um, but yeah, in, in this case, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's easy to like try and come up with like, Oh, it, like they were abducted or something came out of the, like something just like came out of thin air and grabbed them and pulled them back out into out of thin air or like the rapture sort of situation, yeah. like all those kind of things or hell something swooped down when you weren't looking and grabbed them and like grabbed them very quick and quiet and they're gone. And like yeah. some, some creature, some entity, some force did that. Um, it's easy to it's easy to construct stories like that. Um, let me just, just look let at... me give you an example of a, an actual story. I'm just kind of picking one at random here. Okay. Now there is a children obviously are as we mentioned beforehand stuff that I mean that's a kind of a common one. 
And then there's also, um, I mean, elderly people are also prone. Or, but then again, yeah. anyone too. But there's this, you'll find bits and pieces of just it across the board here. So here is one on, let's see, did they find this guy? Okay, here we go. James McGrogan. All right, so in 2014, and I'm reading from a website here, uh, a medical doctor named James McGrogan went uh, on a split uh, snowboard trip with friends in Vail, Colorado. Not many people have heard of split snowboarding. This is a sport uh, that's like cross-country skiing or hiking in snowshoes. He came prepared with his cell phone, had a satellite GPS system, he was in great shape. He was faster than a lot of his friends. So uh, he got ahead of these people on this cross-country snowboarding trip and said he would wait for him at the next stop. And the group of people lost sight of him, and they never saw him or any of the st- on any of the stops along the trail. Uh, eventually, you know, somebody noticed he was not there. And when a search team went looking for him, They found no tracks in the snow that veered off the trail. So they had no idea where he could have possibly gone. Five days later, his body was discovered 4.5 miles away as the crow flies, if you're aware of that expression. So not a straight, uh, well, straight line, but you'd, yeah, not a path, uh, which was more like a 14 mile hike as he would have had to have climbed up mountains in order to get there. His body was found by two hikers at the bottom of a frozen waterfall. The search party had gone over the area multiple times before, but had never seen him until that day. McGrogan was mangled in a strange, uh, mangled in a strange position. His skull was crushed as if he had fallen from the sky. That's the kind of a nice f- conjecture yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, adding to the sort of like, mm-hmm. it, like, that extra bit does again, like it. It's not part of the factual element, but it kind of mystifies it again. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and it's yeah. I like. I just envision it's like what? The, like, are people just slipping through reality and then like popping out like in wrong places? <laughs> like that. Like, and I, I again, I'm I've I've been looking at a lot of backrooms stuff lately because mm-hmm. that's kind of in those in the current in the current um, uh, uh, mainstream perception right now yeah. uh and i'm just like i'm i'm just picturing like yeah like what if like what if like that's it like just there's some kind of like you, you a glitch in reality and you just slip through from one place to another and then back again but in like in a dangerously wrong location like several several like maybe a mile up in the air and just drop <laughs> like oh you know the people who believe that this is a simulation we're living in would probably have a heyday with this. So you're, you know, we're starting to yeah. get into the realm of like, is this a uh, mandala? Uh, not mandala. That's a Tibetan art form, uh, a Mandela effect kind of thing. Yeah. And I, as I as I finish this up here, I'm gonna. I've already mentioned one of the reoccurring themes, and uh, there's these elements that kind of keep going over and over again. Now, many people could argue that Pilates kind of. Uh, cherry pick certain things, but there's a lot of commonalities that I would like to eventually get into here. So the man, they found him in a spot, and this is one of the common ones that I'll repeat in a moment, where it was previously searched. It was also in a yeah. place that he shouldn't have been. He was also in a place that was no tracks or trail of him getting there. And here's another one. Uh, he was still wearing his full ski outfit and helmet, but there were no boots on his feet. And that's a common thing. And he had also taken off his gloves. 
The search and rescue team later found his discarded uh, split snowboard, but they never found his boots. His cell phone and GPS were still working, and he had picked uh, had packed a backup battery as well. They tested the area where he was found, and there was a cell phone signal there. Yet he never called anyone for help. Police deemed it an accidental death and closed the case. So get a lot of the reoccurring that things. Deadled. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. <laughs> yeah, like, no, the, like, I, I, again, I'm just scoffing at, like, <laughs> the fact that it's closed case. It's like, that is not a closed case. What the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's so bizarre. So, yeah, like, the people, like, and a lot of them are, have their clothes off, uh, or articles of clothing off, and maybe the clothes is found neatly, like, Piled you know, folded and near, nearby. There's there's several of them. It mentions it in the films. I've watched both of them, mm-hmm. uh, and so forth, of, like, these people are doing bizarre things. Like they take off their shoes, they take off their clothes their jacket or whatnot. Even when they're in these like extremely, you know, extreme environments that could, you know, possibly kill them. So there's no, obviously there's no reason why a, he didn't stop. And why would he take a trail that would basically wound him around, you know, 14 miles and yeah. then not call for help or anything. And I don't know. It's just like, I'll, I'll kind of, if I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, we have we may have a slightly different situation up here in Canada because we don't have a lot of great. Co- uh, we have some cover. We have we have some decent coverage in terms of like cell phones and cell towers and stuff like that. But like there there are locations like especially in some of our provincial parks. Um, I'm looking at Algonquin Park, it, which is the big one north of me. Um, that place has very, very crappy coverage. Like it, there's a, there's some towers around the entire park, but the park is huge. Like it's mm-hmm. several hundred kilometers across. Uh, it's and it's just a giant circle of, of forest. Um, yeah. and yeah, I, I I've I've gone portaging out there. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that term. No, sir. Uh, uh basically, what we did was uh, we we'd go out camping into uh, Algonquin Park by hiking the gap the land gaps between all the lakes that dot through Algonquin Park and then we'd while while we're hiking we're carrying a canoe over our heads so that we can then take the canoe and and use that to get go straight through like straight across a, a lake and then continue to the next trail that cuts across land to the next lake and then and keep repeating that uh that course until we get to the the lake side that we want to go to in the in the park um that's that's my my that's my definition i guess of portaging is basically camping with a mm-hmm. canoe and trekking out and using a, and carrying a canoe with you the whole time okay. um but yeah like we and we've gone out there and like there's yeah you, you don't get any, as soon as you like leave the 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 first lake of uh, uh where the uh, the 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 portaging center is um or like where the uh, the 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 main trailhead center is um you lose signal because like we're in the canadian shield yeah um so we're also it's just lots of hills but like nothing nothing like the rockies but like more like just just domed hills and solid granite um so not a lot of not and and all the towers are like hundreds of kilometers away like all the all the cell towers so unless you have a sat phone or a radio you're not getting any signal out so um and yeah but like it, it is odd to me that like hearing this guy like he was like I, I from what I understand that like, you guys have pretty decent coverage across like your your country <laughs> way yeah. more than us mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh so it, I find it strange that like even if he had coverage like 
I know as soon as I find I, I'm as soon as I find out I'm lost in the woods near my house, <laughs> um, I'm using my phone and like to see if I a have signal, and b do I have if I don't have signal, cannot my GPS find me on my phone? And then I'm just using that to basically like find my way back out of the out of the woods. Yeah, um, like I've done that. I did that a couple of times back in 2020 when I was rando nodding. Um, rando nodding is an app. It's it quanti- It uses like an algorithm to randomly, uh, randomly come up with coordinates near you, like within a three mile rate, within a three kilometer radius, and you're you're supposed while while it's, while it's working on generating that that algorithm or generating those coordinates, you're supposed to um, visualize in your head what your what what kind of thing or like theme do you want to find at the end of those coordinates so like a lot of people have been doing like i want like happy like people do like happiness or beauty as their uh, as their uh their intent is what they call it and then yeah. they the, gen- the the coordinates are generated you walk the like you walk the, the the path or route they give you uh they, they they give you for like walking or driving and then like the person might find uh, a rainbow at, at, on the like near those coordinates, and it's like okay, well that that kind of fits the intent, like it's beautiful or something like that. Now for the creepy shit, and the reason I like it <laughs> is because <laughs> I usually go with the intent of like creepy, monster, ghost, spooky shit, <laughs> like that, or yeah. spooky, like something like that. And then like you go because uh, people have been fu- like people have been posting online and finding really weird, fucked up shit when they when their intent is like something spooky or something weird and stuff like that, like the out like and it's like sort of this weird mix of like geocaching with like a placebo effect i think or like a coincidence thing yeah and people are just because our human minds connect dots that may not necessarily be connected people are finding like well that's really fucked up and weird like look at this like i i put in spooky and i went over to uh uh, i uh the the algorithm punched in a uh, coordinates to uh to a, a, a graveyard that hasn't been used or hasn't been uh, uh, hasn't been maintained for for decades out in the middle of uh, out in the middle of a field or like we were we drove to like a, a neighborhood after uh, doing like uh, intent creepy and there was this really creepy person just staring at us on the street like and they they stood they they stood there for an for a half hour just watching us. <laughs> Like that kind of stuff, or like there's ones where somebody found a body in a briefcase <laughs> um, on a beach in in the uh, in the West Coast. Uh, so like, th- yeah, that kind of shit is fucked up. <laughs> and um, again, like I when I was going back to the, what I was trying to get at, <laughs> I swear <laughs> there was a point to this. <laughs> oh, don't worry. About it. Um, when I was out in the woods, uh, like rando nodding, um, I had my dogs. And my phone immediately, like, I went, like, maybe uh, 20 minutes out into the woods. And we have lots of hills in our area. Signal's down. Just gone. Just immediately gone. No signal whatsoever. I had GPS coordinates. Like, they still had, like, uh, uh, it still had a tie into the satellite to uh, overhead to um, basically pinpoint where exactly I was. But there, I couldn't call anybody. I couldn't text anybody um, whatsoever. Like, all my bars were gone. So... I was relying strictly on just the fact that there was what there was even some kind of a GPS pingback on my yeah. on my uh, on the map. So, and you're you're essentially helpless in these situations. Yeah, and the, and the fact that the guy is out in the woods in an area where there is phones and stuff, uh, where his phone is working and stuff, and he didn't 
that is incredibly suspicious. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. There's uh, there's one of them. I don't think it's this one right here, but there was one about a guy, a, a similar situation or several of the stories where the, they split the party, so to speak, and then they never see one of the members again. Like the, somebody yeah. who was in tip-top condition and whatnot just disappearing. And maybe they find them. Maybe they don't. I want to share with you one I do remember from the film. And this is one that ends up with the, with the person being located. And it's, it's just bizarre. And then I've got another kind of crazy one I wanted to share with you. And then if we can, uh, I've got you know, a picture I'd like to show you. We can theorize some, uh, go over a lot of the similarities of uh, the context of you know, these people disappearing. And uh, maybe we could spitball and you know, add our own takes on it. I, you know, we're dealing with a, a serious issue of people disappearing, and neither one of us are making light of these horrible things that's happening. It's just there's this um, a curiosity to it. There may be, I mean, some of them could probably be easily explained that you read about, and then some of them, like this man right here that we just went over, Mr. Uh, McGrogan, uh, James McGrogan, there's, there's no reason why this situation should have happened in the first place. Yeah. So back in 1952, and the man's still alive today. So, I mean, he would be 70. Yeah. He'd be 70 or would turn 70 this year. Keith Parkins in 1952, a two year old boy named Keith Parkins went missing from his home in Ritter, Oregon in the middle of the winter. He had been playing outside with his jacket on. But he was uh, far from equipped to spend the night outside alone. His family and the local search party looked for him immediately. They could follow his tiny footprints up to a point before they completely stopped. There's no other animal tracks or adult tracks nearby. 19 hours later, they found Keith. He was about 15 miles away and had taken off his jacket and was laying face down in the snow on a frozen pond. Keith was alive. When they asked him why he had ran away and how he'd survived, he did. He said he didn't remember. Now, uh, I think this is commenting on the film because we're talking about it here. Survival expert Les Stroud, which I see on the IMDb for the Missing Four One One documentary, uh, uh, let's see, demonstrates basically. The survival expert, Les Stroud, said it would have been impossible for a two-year-old to walk that far on his own, especially at night. And there's really no explanation why he is um, around today. Yeah. And, no, and, no. And still, yeah, and still alive. Yeah, like, I, I'm trying to grasp at, like, a plausible way for that for that to happen. Like, uh, like maybe he got picked up by some kind of a large bird. Um, I mean, the biggest birds honestly, we have here are eagles, but I mean, yeah, a two-year-old like child condor, is maybe big. maybe a maybe a condor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like a two-year-old isn't small, but it's also. I mean, I could I could see. The, I mean, I've seen I've seen YouTube videos of like a bird grabbing a child and and taking them off for a little bit, and before like they get dropped. Yeah. Um, like I've seen those kind of videos. Um, it's like it. It wouldn't be too if the bird is maybe hungry enough. It wouldn't be out of the place for it to like go after a child if it was small enough, like, um, and and maybe even light enough. Um, but like, 
the fact that the kid first off didn't get didn't wasn't found you know dead or not found at all but was found 15 15 kilometers later on a on a frozen lake um like face down like and and doesn't recall what happened is like i guess maybe like the child a two-year-old could have like maybe suppressed the trauma of like that whole yeah. situation. Like, cause that, that'd be fucking terrifying being swooped up like that and being rushed through the air by a, by a bird or some kind of creature. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the, and again, like that's, that's my mundane side trying to like rationalize it. The other one's like aliens, <laughs> like abduction situation. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, yeah, like again, that's, that's a alien abduction one oh one. Like they, they were taken from one spot and then transplanted elsewhere, like hours later. Yeah, uh, and have no recollection of how they got to that location, like that lost time situation. Um, there, was, there was one of these that, uh, like the kids that, that disappeared when they would actually ask them, and I, I, I'm kind of glancing for it right now. I wish I'd been a little bit better prepared. You'll probably, uh, okay. Harry Wolf, I think I found it right here, but they would say that, like, uh, no internal error, I don't have it. Uh, but the, the child would say that the, the, the hairy man had them, or something like that, yeah. or, their friend, or some of them had even said, uh, that I, I was with grandma when it wasn't their grandma they were with. Like, it's, you get this kind of weird, otherworldly kind of stories legit, from those that they do find. I legit just got a chill when you said like they were with grandma and it's like, fuck, <laughs> like, ah, that, that hits my button on like creepy. Mm-hmm. It's just like, cause I'm just, I, cause I'm immediately going to something is, is, is wearing grandma's face yeah. to, to keep this child placated. And it's like, fuck, I, that no bueno. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, and again, that, and that reaction right there, like my goosebumps and, and whatnot, is exactly why these are so interesting and, and enthralling to people. <laughs> yeah, it just um, it's, it's so bizarre, and I, I mean, I honestly I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll get into like theories here in a bit if there's even a theory to it. But I mean, they're so strange. So let me. I, I go ahead. Oh, uh, I was gonna comment. I was gonna comment a little bit earlier when you said like that, uh, like the shoes and boots are always uh, seem to always be missing, or like most. Uh, there's a lot of cases where the boots and, uh, are missing and stuff. And yeah. I was gonna make it like an offhanded like thing that I was like, I'm pretty sure you you're gonna talk about it later. But uh, cobbler elves, anybody? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, you know me. It's I, I yeah. That's why I, I, we're, we're you're probably gonna bring it up later. But like about like the fae and like the 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 whole like old English and Irish sort of like uh folklore of like the, the fairy folk and like yeah. them just steal, uh, stealing people. I mean, yeah, that's not just, it's, it's not isolated to North America. Like this is just the most recent thing of like, of disappearances. Like stuff happens like this all the time across, like all across the world, across history. Yeah. Um, And like, we've had, we had, we've had explanations for it in the past. And like in the past, it's usually like, that's how folklore gets started. That's how like uh certain like legends and urban legends and stories kind of formulate is again, trying to make sense of something that seems senseless or weird. Yeah. So, and yeah. So here's some of the things that are, that are kind of in common, and I'm kind of going from a source here to verifying it, and I'm not, you may hear me bounce around between two or three things that they don't mm-hmm. mention. The first and foremost is a lot of these people are never found. That's why they're missing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they just disappear. There's instances where large search parties go out with bloodhounds, which are, you know, 
have an amazing sense of smell and experience people and aerial like coverage people looking that way and all that and they're never found uh subjects being found is and if they are found like the man mcgrogan i mentioned beforehand are usually in unusual position like you know face down in the ground uh in water that you know they should not have drowned in or anything like that um we'll see here's something weird i'm trying to see like face down on the ground in the wrong side up in water for their gender. What the fuck does that mean, by the way? I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Or with unusual lividity or state of decay for the length of time of their dis- disappearance. Uh, other things are, as I go through here, of course, I actually scrolled, I was scrolling down this page, it mentions teleportation. Subjects being found in areas previously searched. We just actually went over an example of that or searched many times. Subjects being found alive with no memory of the disappearance or given an account that sounds incorrect, confused, or outright uh, fantastical. Um, Let's see what else. Subjects found deceased having no identifiable cause of death or an unexplained fever if found alive. Well, of course, Mm -hmm. exposure. Yeah, exposure is a living thing, yeah. Yeah. Subjects getting quickly separated from the group before disappearing. Often the first person or the last person in the line. And sometimes uh, after the person or in question says that they're feeling unwell. And that's something I've noticed in reading some of this. It's like somebody just like, I'm feeling ill. I'm going to sit down. I'll catch up with you and things like that, which kind of makes me paranoid that like you're just the weak gazelles getting picked off. They're making you feel sick kind of thing. And let's see, is there any other subjects missing some or all articles of clothing, especially socks, shoes and boots? Uh, and let's see, man, this is a detailed page. I'm scrolling through, um, subjects for getting wallets and phones at home or in a car before either uh, leaving either strange at strange times or remote places or getting missing or being, excuse me, this, the grammar, just, we're going to do grammar inquisition on this website. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, everyone tolerates it at this point. Yeah, from the show, well, they say getting missing, but there's instances where they're talking. There was, I think it was in the film, or maybe it was in the McBallen one, where the individual was trying to drive home, and he's calling his parents, saying he's lost, and he said he's on this road, and he should be here, and his parents are trying to meet him, and then he's not there, and he's still talking to him, and then like something weird happens, and then the phone called to stops so yeah um very bizarre obviously uh they're unable trackers are unable to track them canines are unable or unwilling to pick up the scent uh, and uh, of either living persons or cadavers sudden spell of bad weather which you have seen in the game that we'll briefly talk about here that, yeah we got to talk about that yeah we got to yeah oftentimes uh a freak weather event will occur like you know storm snow storm something like that right around the time that someone disappears which usually uh ends up hampering search efforts and you know they have to wait 24 hours or 12 hours or a certain amount of time before they can uh continue to search yeah. uh, subjects disappearing with a dog now i haven't seen too much of this myself often oh, the dog God. will return unharmed unharmed that's creepy as fuck 
oh, oh, yeah. Like, because I was like, oh, thank God, there, there are not many with 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 uh, with dogs. It's like, because like I'm just thinking back again on my rando nodding when I had my two dogs with me while I was rando nodding. <laughs> it's like, oh God, <laughs> just I, I could just imagine like me never getting found again, and my two dogs finding them, their way back to my house would be so creepy. <laughs> Also a miracle if they did, if they did come back to the house. Here's something that I find creepy, and this is like, in well, all of it's fucking creepy, but here's something that kind of sticks to me. One of the other uh, similarities they have is like a lot of the subjects disappear in the afternoon. You know, driving in your in the sun setting and whatnot. And or I mean, there's been times when I hunt in the evening and I walk out and like the sun's just directly in my eyes. And stuff like that as a setting, depending on, you know, obviously the location or the direction I'm walking. Yeah. But yeah, like, so you got the sun setting, could be like straight in your eyes. I mean, that's a good time. I keep thinking of that fucking Matthew McConaughey movie where he's fighting dragons. Uh, Rain of Fire? <laughs> yeah, that's when they were, that's when they would, uh, that was oh, the sweet time that they would kill yeah. the dragons. Because they couldn't also, see the sweet spot. They, could, they couldn't, uh, or it was easier, like the, the, their, their vision is, is hampered by it. Yeah. Which ours is too. Also, Matthew McConaughey's yeah. character was from Kentucky in that movie. Um, that was, uh, you know what? That I, I'll say it. That I, I think that movie has gotten some flack and stuff of like that. Like I loved that movie. Like I, growing it was up, stupid like stupid fun. Yeah, that that's all. That's what it was. Like it was stupid fun. It was a cool post apocalypse. God damn it! It was a dragon apocalypse, and it 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 did it, it used that premise like really well. I loved that premise. <laughs> And the uh, the the pull the how they pulled it off was like kind of nice, like it was kind of good mm-hmm. how they pulled it off. Like it wasn't, it didn't go too crazy. It's just yeah, dragons reawoke like elder gods into the yeah. into the world. That's that, honestly that's what the dragons are. They were just elder like elder horrors. It's just a Lovecraft story, but with dragons. <laughs> now I want to watch it again. <laughs> same. same. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's one that I've seen several times too, and just uh, the like I said, I've kind of digested a multitude of this stuff to the point that I can't really even think of any particular instances unless I look for them. Subjects disappearing while picking berries or near mushrooms. Uh, that was also used in the scenario that we played with the huckleberries hmm? and whatnot. Uh, let's see. Usually, a high percentage of subjects are male, very young, college age, or old with some kind of apparent or hidden injury or disability. I alluded to that before I got to this. With some exceptionally high or low intelligence, including specifically academically accomplished people, doctor, people like physicists and physicians who are physically fit like runners, athletes, or soldiers, or people connected to, I don't know about this one, to religion or Germany. What the fuck was that? By the way, I found out why I'm, I was having trouble reading this. The writers uh, from Czech, which I mean, so English isn't their sa- their their first language. They're yeah. doing better than a lot of stuff I read. Locations are often have devil in the name, and they tend to be close to water, boulder fields, and large granite formations. And that's a, a reoccurring thing too. Is uh, with water, you disappear near water, which makes sense. Boulder fields, of course, you know, you could fall into a hole. Mm-hmm. Or large granite formations, yeah, like um, Devil's Tower, or Devil's Chair, yeah, like all those kind of national parks that roam around. I mean, yeah, it, it is interesting, like that that they have land like specific types of like landmarks. I mean, and maybe, may, you know, there might be a reason why they're called the like they, they they were dubbed Devil something in the past. Like maybe there's there was some kind of 
taboo or something, or maybe maybe it was like leading on to something sinister about that area. Um, mm-hmm. Hence, why they're called the Devil's Chair or the Devil's Triangle or the the Devil's. Oh, there's one in there's one in Newfoundland that's like the Devil's. Uh, oh yeah, the Devil's Footsteps, and it's just like this 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 fishing village that has like a series of like rock formations that have cloven hoof um, style holes just in a pattern that go that stretch across this like this uh this clip this encliffment or is that even a word this yeah. uh, like a, an embankment like a stone embankment um you can see these like these cloven hooved um depressions in the rock and yeah they're just, it's just called the devil's footsteps um and again like there's devil's the devil's uh is it the devil's can't, no, Devil's Chair, or is Devil's that the, Chair was the one in the that's scenario. in the scenario. What, what's the one yeah. from, uh, from from uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind? I don't recall that one. Devil's, I thought it was Devil's Tower. Honestly, sorry, I I don't mean to derail. No, you're, no, you're fine. And then yeah, Devil's it, Tower is the one in yeah. So like, there's Devil's Tower in in Close Encounters of the Third Kind used as like it's a national park in uh, Utah, N- Wyoming. Sorry, Wyoming. Yeah. Here's a um, weird one that I just finally found, by the way. <laughs> like, this is the one that actually, I mean, I'm going down there this summer, Lord willing, uh, to take the kids. We, Me and my wife like to go down to Tennessee and just do the touristy thing. I've, I've sent you the picture of the, the place for the game that me and you were talking about with kids on bikes. So that we, oh. I wanted to transport over to uh, Colorado. But yeah. um, those are strange coincidences that occur in connection with some of the cases typically involving names or people involved. And it's just, here's a weird one. Like, so this one took place down in that area, which makes me all the more, (laughs) you know, uh, in the case of Dennis Martin. So this is Tennessee. This is, I think he disappeared near Clingman's Dome. I mean, it's, it's kind of a tourist trap. He disappeared, I think in the fifties or something like that. So it definitely wasn't as big. The Martin family went on a hike into the forest and they met another Martin family. Dennis disappeared while the Martin kids were playing with each uh, with the other Martin kids. Meanwhile, uh, a- after Dennis went missing, the Key family, looking for bears some distance away, saw a dark man a, a dark man type figure carrying something over his shoulders, and that's kind of they think that that's what uh-huh. got him. So, the 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 case that they're making here, and I hadn't heard this, but I did read about Dennis Martin was um just the Martin meeting Martin here and that, that being kind of you know a bizarre I, what was the name of the girl who they found in the water tower? Elsa Oh God yeah the in in uh in she was a Canadian I think. Yeah uh and she and they they she had some issues uh she was bipolar I believe. Yeah um, Elsa Lamb yeah is I think that's what it was yeah Elsa Lamb I'm here's a connection they're trying this author yeah. trying to make um uh Elisa, the, sorry it's a it's a Lisa lamb uh Lisa lamb Lisa yeah. lamb's death around the time of her death the n i h was using a task called the lamb Elisa in the area to deal with a tuberculosis outbreak, not only that but other details of her death, especially how she was found dead in a water tank on a roof of a, a hotel of a hotel that mirrored the plot of a Japanese movie called dark water. Now this yeah, one may be a yeah. bit of a stretch, but you know, weird thing that the kid in Tennessee, like they were playing hide and go seek and he just stepped out into the woods. Like not, he, they were all there. They disappeared. He stepped back in the bush and 
never found him. Oh, it's, God. Uh, it's, I mean, and that's what scares me again. Yeah. Uh, now, other things that are not there that I want to just kind of mention briefly. Uh, bear, uh, okay, I did the berries. That's great. Um, you since you, uh, while I'm looking this up, uh, it's red clothes or bright clothing. A lot of some of them have bright clothing on, or a lot of them have really bright clothing on, to the point that people on the Reddit for missing four one one are like, "Don't don't dress in bright bright clothes in the woods." Um, so, that's, I I mean I I get like okay oh for this thing, but that's kind of counterproductive to yeah it's everything it's, I've ever been told in my life about going into the woods, like because hunters. <laughs> Oh yeah! Like, go into the do not go into the woods, like or like go. You can go into the woods, like like wearing whatever you want. But like, if it's hunting, be aware. Like, if it's hunting season or not, and don't go in with like camo or something like that, because yeah, again, hunters. <laughs> um, this, yeah, the picture I'm sending you is kind of cherry picked. Uh, scroll down, so it's on Snoops, and it was like I've seen this image before. And um, what they're trying to show you here is, but like again, like Snoops, according to Snoops, this has been a cherry picked image. I don't know if you all have seen it. For those of you at home, it's two uh, maps of the United States, and one of them's uh, highlighting cave systems. Oh, and then we've, we've talked about this on our on the mm-hmm. episode where we were talking about um, a, a, a Kentucky based um, creepypasta. Oh, what was which one was it? It was the, it was the one with like the, the ghost town. And yeah, the, the one the down went, in southern Kentucky. Yeah, and the and the people went down into the like the they found uh, like there was a a tunnel that had been made in the church basement, and so like the town ne- the town didn't go missing. They went underneath underground, and they're like, there's this like, and we we had a conversation I, I believe in that episode about the cave systems of of North America. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, that's, it, that's so weird and creepy. Yeah. Uh, so- so, yeah, I mean that's basically as we got fifty three minutes into it here. That's kind of the the bulk of it. There, I wanted to kind of offhand go over with you the map. Like I said, if you look at this for the, the all right, the, the caption for it, just type in "missing four one one in caves" or something like that, and a Google image search will pull it up. It said top map show mysterious cases of people vanishing without a trace. The bottom map shows America's largest cave systems, and the implication. Like I said, it's it's partially true, but they're also excluding um, other missing people. So it's yes, it's true, but you're it's been kind of it's it's that kind of, how yeah how much of this is again are the human brain connecting dots that may uh, that may not need connect not may not actually have a connection. <clears throat> yeah, because I mean, like again, like. I look at that and I'm like, that is really creepy and awesome. Oh, okay, not awesome. It, like, it, it's really creepy and awesome in terms of like piece. Like, I would wa- want to use that in a piece of fiction or like you know in a game scenario or a horror scenario, like of of dealing with like some kind of conspiracy that like the Morlocks are, yeah. uh, or some kind of subterranean entity. Like, I think actually that's also partially the um, the origins that Delta Green the RPG proposes for ghouls was that they're like a, a subterranean species that's been like that went underground sometime in the, in our history. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're humans that, that 
evolved a di- down a different path and have gone down into the into the uh, into the earth, kind of similar to the Kinyon, and similar to the what was the movie? It was filmed. It was an American male movie, but they were pretending to be American uh, with the, the Descent. Oh yeah, the Descent movies. Yeah, and like again, there's a, a bunch of stories again of uh, subterranean dwelling uh, humanoids. So. Um, but yeah, like it, it is like again, it like it's a very interesting um coincidence. <laughs> uh I'll say. Like that like yeah. the cave systems, like how the cave systems sort of match up with the uh the 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 missing people's reports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is it actually like is it does is there any water there? Um uh, or does it does it hold any water? I don't know. That's It'd be really fucked up if that is the case, but again, like it's kind of hard to yeah. say. <laughs> so I found National Park Traveler too. Yeah. So according back to 2017, mm-hmm. uh, wherever they're getting this info is, which well, this I mean, is from the National Park. Yeah, it's from the National Parks Travelers website. I think that's. But I mean, it, it's an organization, though. It's not. I mean, yeah. so I'm just saying, like, take it with a grain of salt. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Missing people, as a, like there were 563 from um, the Lake Mead National Recreational Area. So that's in uh, I think that's in Nevada. Um, yeah, in, it's it's a uh, Lake Mead is the uh, area is the lake um, near uh, just outside. City. Yeah, Boulder City and just outside of like uh, Las Vegas and such. <clears throat> Grand Canyon, Yosemite, yep. mm-hmm. Rocky Mountain National Park. I don't know why they got that it's little cool. symbol there. Sequoia National Park, yeah, Zion National Park, uh, Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Yeah, that's um, where I'm going. Yeah. Oh, that's the. Oh shit. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's all good. I, like, I, I, I was gonna comment because I saw this. I, I saw this earlier. And I was like, "Wow, it's a lot." I'm glad I don't live on the West Coast. <laughs> this makes me feel a lot safer that like most of the uh, missing peoples are happening out in the West. <laughs> yeah. But then, I, then you go down to Great Smoky Mountains. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, and I mean that's where that that Martin uh, kid I was talking about. That's right, yeah. right in the thick of that, right there. And then I think Shindawa. That's uh, that's in Virginia. It. Yeah, it's in Virginia, and uh, Bryce Canyon. And there's several. Um, but yeah, this is like in a nutshell. These are the things that keep me up at night. Uh, you mentioned it beforehand. Like, I, and Pilates never mentions anywhere. Like he will not. I think as close as I've and I've gathered is people say that he has his theories, but he doesn't want to state them in case, you know, for fear of, you know, people are going to think that he's Being. saying this is why this is happening. It delegitimizes anything. And I'll, but I kind of lo- respect that because yeah. like, again, he's, he's not laying down. He's not, it, it he's a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and there's definitely some issues uh, like, there's some problematic things about him and stuff, uh, especially more yeah. recently. But at least with the four, the missing four one one, to a degree anyway, he's laying down the facts as much as he can, as much as like he's as much as he's aware. He's not laying down any kind of like theories, speculating something wild like again the Fey or what have you. Like he's laying down. He's trying to like. It seems like he's trying to lay down like just what happened, not any kind of speculation as to why it happened or how it happened. He's leaving that to everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I totally Sorry. respect that that about this entire deal. And it, it leaves, you know, speculation where you we've mentioned twice that 
my my big um, head cannon for this stuff here is like if we're going to go ahead and say people are disappearing magically, then let's just go whole hog. Mm-hmm. Is I mean it. Well, hell, the Fey, like as you mentioned beforehand, uh, throughout you know, that area, like they were always stealing children and whatnot. And then I think there's equivalent to the Fey in you know other cultures, like the Oni. Uh, Native Americans have some that I can't like, you know, recall. Like, yeah, r- different types of like spirit people and such mm-hmm. um, in in Native American uh, belief systems. Um, I, yeah, it, it's sort of it's it's a cultural thing that is sort of shared, but like it, we all they all like every culture has a different take. Yeah. Um, but of of something similar again, it's it stems from that whole thing of like, if you want to look at it from an anthropological point of view i suppose it's it's basically everybody has uh, everybody's trying to come up with a uh in history and in their in their culture trying to come up with some kind of explanation to a phenomenon they don't understand um so i think uh as far as like i said content that i can think of off the top of my head the only other thing i'd like to add to this uh conversation is the things that scare me the most and you kind of hit on this uh, a moment ago, well, earlier when we were talking about the gentleman that uh, McGrogan that was found, like he just dropped from the sky. And yeah. I can't, I can't reference where it was, but I mean, this is Pilates I was listening to. Like, there's, it's not unusual for me to put earbuds in. I'm like, I'm going to go to bed. Well, what, what, do I, what am I going to relax with? Yeah. This. <laughs> and Missing. Just, it, uh, that's, that's such a, a current thing, though, because like, yeah, no, people listen to true crime shit now. <laughs> like, and like, mm-hmm. it, or it's, it's, it's like all the people that like loved like uh, unsolved mysteries in the '90s, and like loved all those like Bigfoot searching and all the the yeah. weird mystery like crime shows and some of that in like the earlier in like a couple a previous decade. It's all caught up in the in in in, in the current media because mm-hmm. like it's something that could be that that something that's fascinating on a morbid level, and our world's just getting more morbid more by the day. So, yeah. The one that uh, kind of sticks with me is he was talking, I think it was in Australia or somewhere like that, or he was talking, because these cases aren't just limited to our our area, but uh, that's kind of just what he focuses on. Yeah, actually, the organization that he runs is called Can-Am, so, you know, obviously Can- uh, Canada-American, or, you know, Canadian-American yeah. kind of deal. But, uh, I mean, it seemed like some of these people in my, and the stories I've read that scare me the most are the ones that, like, they're walking and then it's like the, it's a whole disoriented thing, but it's like they pierce the veil kind of thing like that. Like he was talking about some woman who was on her cell phone and was lost. And she was caught. She had caught her uh, the people she was with. And she was uh, yelling for them to, you know, uh, try to call them or she was yelling and they could hear her and they could hear her on the phone and they could hear something, but they could never find her. And. Now I've seen fake stories like that too. Yeah, that, that, it's not like, but I mean that came out of Pilates' mouth, um, which <laughs> take that for what it's worth there as well. Yeah, but. again, like again, like yeah, take that with a grain of salt. Again, it's he's not entire. Like I, I just said earlier, like he, I give him, I, I give him respect for like laying down the facts. He's also, I, I also want to like, uh, should, we should probably also iterate that he's not also he's also not a an unbiased like, uh, a counter for this yeah. like he 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 does he does kind of show some of his opinions or, or some of his uh biases in this so yeah he's human definitely yeah hey, yeah that's that's it like he's he's human like we we jump to conclusions and such and and come up with with things that 
may not be logical to, yeah. to other people. So, you know, the fact that like you could be walking and then just walk through something and then being here you are, or the fact that you're walking and then I think of it like me being deaf, man. Like I didn't know I was going deaf. Like it just was a gradual thing. So what if as you're walking, like you're like, it's almost like you're slowly getting inebriated. Or something like that, and like, or like oxygen deprivation, and you're you're slowly losing complete control of your faculties. But it was it's not in like such a large, like instantaneous kind of like, you know, you you've been drinking fast and you stand up and you're like, whoa, it's not yeah, that, that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that scares me. And then the kids mm-hmm. think, obviously, but yeah, those are the stories that really just kind of stick out to me when like someone who. It just—it's like they were there, and then they just rematerialize, and that—that that scares me. It's like they were there, and then they take a step, and then they're—they're they're transported to another whatever, and uh, another even like a, a different layer of reality. So I'm—I'm I'm hearing this like from you, like about like the uh, the person who's like calling and like they're shouting, and the, like the person the people can't hear or can't find them. They can hear them, but they can't find them. Yeah. I'm I'm immediately thrown into it into uh, and I'm sorry I'm thrown into like brainstorm like uh, idea like uh, like scenario building right now yeah oh, of like me... <laughs> of like sorry of of somebody going from like th- you have a, a group of people um, th- this can either be like before the scenario starts like and this is like the mystery you have to solve or this is hap- this happens during the scenario the characters are in a group they're walking through the woods. And then you just roll, have everybody roll a will save, <clears throat> or have a roll a will save, or roll a roll some kind of a check. And the person that gets the lowest, everybody around them just suddenly vanishes, like they just stop seeing them. And then every and then everybody like they they look back and they realize that 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 one person's gone. Yeah. And I just would love the idea of like they try to contact. Well, they try to contact them on their phone, and they can contact them on their cell phone. And like, and and they're they're able to report exactly where they are, but they're not there for either of the parties involved. Like that's that's the creepy part. Like that that gave me a chill when you when you brought yeah. that up. It's like that they're tr- they 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 were able to contact the person, but no matter how hard they tried, even though they were in the location that the person said they were at, and they were sh- and the person was shouting, yeah, they couldn't find them. That's fucked up. <laughs> like oh, that's. Yeah. Yeah, like because they've suddenly suddenly somebody has just gone out of phase. Like they've they've gone down. Like they've they've just moved over to the net to like a parallel layer of reality and cannot be seen. It's like the Tillinghast stuff, like the Tillinghast yeah. resonator kind of situation. It's but like as a, like a, a normal anomaly. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 you're fine. Um, All right, add to it. And and to kind of bring up something that we mentioned earlier, like we were talking about that that top ten list of um, of national parks with like the most uh, most disappearances, the Lake Mead part of it, like the, Lake Mead is one of the is the top one according to that 2017 list. I am I am reminded that Tales from the Loop, uh, which is a series uh, a series and a RPG system and setting based around uh, fringe science and technology and, and advanced technology. Um, in a like an 80s and 90s sort of setting, uh, and the American set, uh, the American set drop is Boulder Lake or Boulder City in Nevada and like around Lake Mead. That would be a great set. That would be a great uh, RPG, I think, to run of like a like basically to sort of like play with the idea of like people going missing in and around Lake Mead area. Is that they are some there? There is an anomaly 
in space-time that is pulling people out of phase with reality. So they're just lost in this other layer of reality because of like the in the in the setting it's like because of the hadron collider or the particle collider that's in and around boulder lake or boulder yeah. city so um yeah i i, I sorry i it, this get this I, this stuff always gets my like my brain going for like story writing or even like scenario stuff and um, it, it, it's not just you i mean that that were for the uh, uh sentinels of twilight operation fulminate yeah uh he took this and i like if you tune in to review cultists sister podcast uh one last die i think you in said october in, in october <laughs> so something to look forward to for halloween uh, yeah yeah we'll yeah we'll be posting it for the week of halloween we're going to start it with october 31st we're going to post the first part of it and then on this the second part is going to be on our regular day on that week the uh, the wednesday we're going to be posting the uh the delta green game that adam ran that was based off of the that was that scenario uh, Operation Fulminate. So, and that we were in his. Uh, I've read him kind of talk about writing scenarios. It's just several years back, and he even referenced like all he had to do was just go out and Google something, and like boop, there he goes. And then he, I could tell that he'd actually researched some into it for the uh, you know background and how things he'd included the storm and things like that. But yeah, he is uh, in the uh, Delta Green of Handler's Guide book. Uh, you can find that scenario and then again, check it out here. And I want to make, uh, I want to um, go ahead and preface this here. You know, like I said, this is kind of a, a fear of mine, like in a logical fear. No, but it is something that's in the back of my mind as I walk through the woods by myself hunting or whatnot, just, you know, I don't think that I'm going to disappear, but then again, there. You know, it's just in the back of your head. Well, fear. Like, hu yeah, humans a, have fe these fears. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we are in no means or way kind of trying to say, okay, this is horrible what happened to people. So would you like to play my Charles Manson family game? Kind of weird thing yeah. like that. We're not, we're not saying this is uh, disrespect or no. anything of that sort. This is... You know, as we go through looking for inspiration, it's and, you know, some, you know, if you look at reality, and to quote Kenneth Hyde, if you scratch anything uh, anything long enough, it'll bleed. I'm not paraphrasing, but it'll bleed weird or yeah. something like that. It's just one of these like things that kind of stick out to us. And when I ran that scenario for you, it was almost kind of therapeutic for me because, I mean, the, 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 the scenario involves children, a child that disappeared in the 80s, uh, 1980, if I'm not mistaken, or pretty close to it that magically appears in 2017 i think yeah uh, on the uh, for july weekend and you know it had it had all those spooky things like it missing 411 thing uh of oh, shoot uh, child like it's not i that my my fear of my children disappearing so exercising it and uh, by running it so to speak but i mean I've, i there was a reason I, I, I picked it and it was it was good for me to yeah, I I think, th yeah, it's sort of the question of like, um, when it comes to like writing a horror story, a piece of fiction that has that is closely tied to something that that affects the real world. It's like sort of like there's always the question asked, like, sh like should you be doing that kind of thing, like out of like respect and stuff. And of course, you want to be respectful to the material that you're you're drawing inspiration from. But I, I feel like when it comes to horror stories, specifically horror stories, 
it's a lot of the time, or at least a good portion of horror stories are told as a form of catharsis or a form mm-hmm. of processing um, stuff that we can't uh, trying, trying to find, trying to find a, a, an outlet for something that affects us in the real world and trying to make it uh, trying to either like find some kind of lev- not maybe not levity, but like a morbid levity or a um, trying to find some way to like um, come to terms with, with it or make it less, make it less scary by making it scary in in fiction, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're still you're stealing the power from something, and and no, yeah. the weirder it is, the better it is, mm-hmm. as opposed to like say for example, when they were working on the new incarnation of Vampire the Masquerade, there was something to do with they tried to blame this genocidal thing that happened in Russia to like uh, the homo- a certain homosexual population or whatnot. I don't know the exact reference, but I know that they basically tried to play off like mur- the murder of LGBTQ people as, Oh, it's vampires. And that's not doing no, that, that, that <laughs> is just being callous and all that. So, you know, with the dead scenario, you're taking strange uh, disappearances and just kind of, throwing an explanation out there for it uh, in the game and not, it doesn't seem, it's not as exploitative as. Yeah. Like that, that's what it is. Like being respectful to something by, and by that, I mean like not being exploitive, like exploitative, especially if like, um, like there's sort of a a double edge when it comes to like uh, using, pulling something from reality. Like you have to either separate it a couple of, in a a couple of steps so that it's not strictly that thing or it's got there's got to be some distance i think like there's the reason why there's the the term too soon (laughs) um like because sometimes like yeah like you don't want to be like we we've been actually tackling it on the show kind of recently because like not, not not tackling it in a in a serious sense but like i've been noticing that like in the last year or or two years um there seems to be people writing uh, creepypastas um, that involve pandemics <laughs> um, and or, or set in a pandemic-like scenario. And it's like, I, I mentioned it in one of our, 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 our latest, one of our previous episodes um, that like, I understand, like, it, it's all about, like, it's, it's probably because like, that's, that's our current reality. That's our current that might be our reality for a while is just dealing with this kind of like scenario. And so like, of course people are going to try and are going to incorporate that to make their story more realistic and, or maybe even just to get a, a sense of control um, by making their characters helpless in that same scenario. Yeah. It's, it's, it's therapeutic. Yeah. For some. I have been doing the majority of the talking, and I, I was very excited when you asked me to jump in here and do this. I, I hope I did a decent job, but I, I want to ask you. Now, you we we mentioned McBall, Mr. Ballin or McBallin, so I wanted to call him a second ago. You know, I think like a nice closing to this, or as we kind of wrap this up, like you've digested this media. Now, obviously, I, can, I don't expect you to go, well, I'm going to talk about the such and such case that occurred, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like any of these stories that you've kind of encountered kind of stick out to you or like, yeah, what um, what have you seen that or listened to 
of course now i can't re- can't recall any i'm suddenly coming up blank <laughs> he's, he's um, got like a series of like 17 of them i know that there was yeah. one that kind of stuck out in oh. my mind where the guy looked like when they they he was they were like a, a road crew or go walking down to or grab a road working on stuff for the road and guy in the lead disappeared and when they found they walked up there there was nothing but change like he had been yeah. picked upside down now yeah. i don't know that i can't reference that obviously but. i'm i'm not sure if this is a 411 i'm going to quickly double check because i remember the headless valley uh in the yukon um that mr ballin did i'm i'm not sure if it would count though as a uh because it's more of like a murder thing that he brought up yeah um well, it is in the Nahani National Park, so it's technically, <laughs> but that we they they are fu- being found like later, um, the uh, the bodies and stuff, mm-hmm. just headless. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, no, uh, I yeah. So there's one the missing uh, case of Bobby Pankin. So yeah, uh, this this family goes out into the like the woods on like a, a vacation or trip, and they go down a very isolated like logging road. Um, and to find to look like follow like a creek and like a waterfall area to see like the waterfall spot, and uh, the path down to the waterfall is like really broke is is really like overgrown and covered and and rough terrain. So the mom Edna brings uh, like leaves her leaves two of her kids on the road, which has not been used. Like they they had to walk out to this road, like they didn't, couldn't even drive out to it. Um, and she takes her oldest down the path and tells her other, her youngest, her, her two youngest to stay and sit on the road, uh, and wait for her and they'll be back in a bit. So she goes down with the oldest down to the river, to the waterfall to see it. And then, uh, one of the youngest, uh, decides that they don't want to wait. So they just leave Bobby, the kid, like the, the, the other youngest kid up on the road by himself for two minutes. And when the mom goes back up furious that the one kid left the other one they can't find bobby and there's a major search um that's that's called in uh they get a hunting dog that looks for it or that looks for the kid for any sign of it they go like they the dog sniffs out like a spot i think it's like two two miles out of the uh away from where he was and and finds like and just continues to like stay at this like patch of dirt uh, at like a crossroads or something like that in the on the logging road, and like they he doesn't they don't go anywhere else, and they they just never they're never able to find this kid. And this kid was like out of sight for two minutes, and something or someone showed up in this very isolated location and just picked him up and left and and vanished. Um, and I think that's honestly like what I was referencing earlier with like what gives me chills is like how like a child can be like, you can look away from a child for like one minute in the woods and then suddenly them be gone. Like that's fucking terrifying to me. And like, that's what stuck with me. Um, and yeah, like there, there is all theories. Like, like uh, it was first off, it might've been a person that was waiting out there for some reason. And then they, when that kind of fell through, they're like, well, maybe it was some kind of an animal, like maybe something swooped down and grabbed him. And then, uh, and the fact that the dog kept going to this one patch of dirt and they cleared off the, the area. And I was expecting when I was listening to it that like they were going to clear out the patch of dirt and they were going to find something under it, but they didn't. They just, the dog just kept going to this spot no matter how many times they like had it refresh its, uh, its scent from Bobby's shoe because they, 
this kid had something uh, an issue with like wearing shoes and stuff so his his shoes were just in the car uh when he got taken um and yeah so that's that's one that sticks out to me really bad and, and kind of creeps me out because uh children missing <laughs> like oh god mm-hmm. but yeah um that's one that that's what that's one that comes to mind i tell you, I've, this is one from the film, or I think the films are from uh, Trubby Allen and all, but I did pull this up, and this was a Canadian one, and this one doesn't end in death, but it's like so bizarre. So it's kind of the, my last little entry here of, thing, of weird cases. Uh, it's, just, it's just bizarre. Like I said, like you don't know you're inebriated kind of deal like that. So the man's name is not Philippidus, Danny Philippidus, F-I-L-I-P-P-I-D-I-S. In February of 2018, a Canadian man named Danny Philippidis was on a ski trip with his friends in New York. It was around 2 p.m., and they had been skiing for hours. They were getting ready to go into the lodge, and Danny said that he wanted to go out for one more run down the mountain before their lunch break. This was a bottle. I remember this now. Yeah, I, now, I also remember this one, too. Yeah. By 4 p.m., Danny was uh, failing, had failed to return. And he te- calls her text from his friend, and his friends were concerned. They began searching for him, and after they, after being unable to find him, they were told, I mean, excuse me, they told the employees of the lodge that he was missing. A team of 130 people scoured the mountain without found, finding him. I also think the weather got bad, too, but it's not mentioned here. Six days later, Philippus' wife received a phone call. She didn't recognize the number, and it sounded far away and staticky. It was Danny's voice, and he was incoherent and confused and then hung up the phone. She called the number back and pleaded with him to call 911 for help. So he did. He had no idea where he was, and he had just described his surroundings. And so he just described his surroundings. When the paramedics finally found him, he was still wearing off his ski gear and in need of medical assistance. He was holding a brand new iPhone, and someone had cut his hair. Somehow he ended up in Sacramento, California, at the airport terminal car rental depot. He was 3,000 miles from where he disappeared. He couldn't remember how he got there, and he had no idea what day it was. When he learned uh, where he was and how long people had been looking for him, he got very overwhelmed and emotional. The leading theory is that he was kidnapped in the back of a long rig truck, but there's no proof to ever support this. But that's just like a theory. So yeah, I mean... Seen it multiple places. Dude is out skiing. Wanted to go a couple more rounds. Wasn't with everybody. And then, now this is kind of an outlier. I mean, they're usually found in weird places. Sacramento? Like, I don't know. I mean, that's... <laughs> Sacramento's but, pretty, like, <laughs> not out of the way, I wouldn't say. Yeah, but being found in an airport, right, as opposed yeah. to, like, a Blackberry thicket or, you know, something like that. It's kind of strange, but that one kind of stuck with me, but... I think I have no more. If um, if you want, folks, again, I mentioned there's books out there. I haven't purchased them, but you could just pretty much Google and find all kinds of stories. There's a Reddit if you want to go doom scrolling into that and trying to, yep. you know. Because there are some people that like with some very strong opinions about this here. Also, there's the videos we mentioned, like Mr. B. Allen on YouTube. But then again, like if you type in missing 411, you're just going to find you're a kidding. plethora of either people there recap. are so mm-hmm. many people like yeah it, it again tr- like like true crime podcasts it's become a whole thing on youtube 
where uh, people are digging into these missing reports of these these accounts of of, of the missing four one one and other mysteries and laying out the facts and like adding some speculation and like putting it behind putting it to some creepy music or or uh, some imagery uh, some like photos and stuff like that to sort of like help uh, showcase this kind of stuff and sometimes yeah. it's good really like it, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a dilemma because like narration on YouTube sometimes isn't great because uh, we've had it on our show like we've have sort of a, a sort of a, a stance on on all down here more regarding like creepypasta narrators like mm-hmm. there's a lo- there's a there's a, a number of them out there that are just taking creepypastas and not crediting the stories and just basically making money by reading somebody else's work um, online and some of that and I don't think that's cool at all uh especially if they're not you know asking uh, or or getting permission or even like bringing the person the the person who wrote it like giving them any kind of like do for it um it's exploitative yeah again very very exploitative um and with this kind of stuff though it's slight it's kind of different because these these stories are accounts it and they the uh, the one the place the 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 people I have I've listened to and, and watched on YouTube f- for for the missing four one one and the other like unsolved mystery cases and stuff they're relaying facts and information um, in a way that's that they make it and it's it's basically kind of like the news in a, in 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 some degree in terms of like it's an editorial uh, format yeah. not a blatant plagiarized sort of reading of something of somebody else's account. Like Mr. Yeah. Ballin, even like he he reads he claim like he says on his show like multiple times he reads the story from the books, um and then writes out his own like kind of telling of it, um to kind of make it his own and and tells it in and and then like sets it all up and tells it the way he would like be telling a story around a campfire and stuff. So yeah, it's there's a lot more production work in there's a lot more production involved and a lot more work involved than just you know taking a story online. Um, that somebody wrote and not telling them that you the the not not advertising that like how they wrote it and stuff like that and just re- straight up reading it like word for word on your on your YouTube video. So yeah, uh, I just want to preface that. Um, and yeah, like there's whether yeah, like the, there's a whole like thing like a couple. Of, I, one of the first things that we kind of me and Adam got into like in terms of like uh, when we first met and stuff like that, the first thing we started talking about was basically the Reddit no sleep story that we had just posted on El Dente Rigamortis search and rescue woods. Um, mm-hmm. And like, we both like kind of shared like the idea, like, yeah, like cause sh- sh- the, the, the Reddit, the infamous Reddit stories of, uh, of search and rescue woods was, he- it, it's gotta be heavily de- derived from the missing four one one. Like, um, yeah. like the, the the only thing I, I don't think the missing four one has anything about like stairs in the woods, so that's something original. But again, yeah. that's that's all works are like they like they they are adding this extra element to make it like something fictional and weird and strange, while mm-hmm. grounding it in rea- in reality for um for the process. So yeah, well, man, thank you so much for having me. This has been a bias. Yeah, no, this is. I was glad we finally got around to. We we've been talking about the missing four one one for years <laughs> mm-hmm. at this point, and we've like been debating. We, we've we've been like kind of talking about like doing an episode in some in some variation of the uh, the missing four one one. We just had it never 
the time or like the the the, the spotlight never came up until you know episode four one one's coming up. Yeah, maybe we should do an episode that episode cover that either as a creepypasta that's based on it or, or well, we've already done that one with the search and rescue woods. So let's yeah. do let's just t- do a talkie about <laughs> let's just discuss the subject rather than a story. So. Thank you. And if you all uh, want to go into my theories, uh, like you can even type in missing 411 NFA. And then there's people on YouTube, by the way, that kind of did that, kind of tied in back like that. So it's, I mean, it's there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it, like both, like both of us have like come up with that idea of like, oh, that definitely like screams the Fae. <laughs> like, so I mean, yeah. other people are going to scream that too. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But it's just, this is great. I look forward to, um, was finding something else kind of bizarre for us to latch on. So, uh, or story-wise, fiction or nonfiction, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe we'll 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 see. Like uh, again, like we're um, I I would be interested. In, like you you've been you you vote you voiced your idea of like doing some games based around this kind of the, your idea of like the missing four one one with the Fey. Um, yeah. So I I and I would always be interested in in playing in that that horror scenario <laughs> where. Uh, or or monster scenario where like we're a bunch of like hunters that have to deal with like the fae creatures that are um that are in a national park um on on your podcast uh or or on my other or on the sister podcast of El Dente Rigamortis. Uh but what's what's your podcast again there, Adam? <laughs> that was a really nice introduction. That's better than the ones I give you. So thank you for that. You're you're welcome. <laughs> This is Adam, and I do the Roleplay Exchange. This is a podcast I started with my friends Chris and Noah. Oh God, years and years ago. Um, I think that <laughs> I, I think it's at least four or five years. I'd have to actually look on the web page see when we started. But we basically are an actual play podcast. Uh, we occasionally do talky episodes, not so much in the past year or so. Just. I'm running out of things to say. Believe it or not, if you've listened to me rattle for an hour, uh, sometimes I just don't know what to say. But um, yeah, you can find us there. We release about three episodes a month. No, not about. We release three episodes a month. And uh, yeah, you can listen to Review Cultists over there with us. Uh, we are currently, as of the time of this posting, I'm assuming we're still going to be dropping the uh, nice little uh, Monster of the Week campaign that you, we started over the pandemic. The Uncle's the Penny Dreadmill, and it's tons of fun. So if you if you if you like listen to me, if you like definitely if you like listen to review cultists, want to see some of his more, uh, I don't know more. That implies everything else sucks, Chris. Let me rephrase that. I, I would think it was like his more creative outlets. I was like, I mean, that's not too far off because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, th- we we discuss stuff on the show, but like the the sister podcast, One Less Die, and an RPX are sort of like the the sec the the like whereas we talk about like creep pastas and like we we take we look at other people's works on this show on those other shows it's our sort of like process it's our creative outlet from uh, like of that so yeah like it's our stories yeah. that we're telling <laughs> so. we're, we're essentially gaming groups it's a framework as a podcast yeah, yeah. on those shows and it's it's great so yeah if you want to check me out uh come over there uh, we got tons of stuff, and uh, yeah, thank you so much again. All right, and I guess I'll, I'll also like, oh uh, yeah, um, 
Oh, so our sister's podcast, I keep, I keep calling it that. Um, it's, it's one less die. Uh, it was a, it's a Shadowrun and gaming actual play podcast. We do more than Shadowrun. We do more, we do games. <laughs> we do other games, um, like Monster of the Week and Cthulhu D20 and Pathfinder and, uh, also Mass Effect D20. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of D20, a lot of Shadowrun, a lot of Monster of the Week. Um, and other games like uh in october we're like i said we're gonna have uh, adam on the show with uh, a delta green system and scenario um that has to do with national people going missing in national parks so yay mm-hmm. <laughs> um so look forward to that um and yeah you can check it out on any major podcasting streaming platform uh that you use like iP- I- iphone or uh on uh spotify uh that kind of thing um did you bring up your twitter account for i didn't bring up shit i just realized (laughs) i didn't even give it like uh the podcast website so yeah i mean jumping back in here because i'm a professional you know uh you can find us on the web at uh, com. we are also on twitter at RP Exchange and the, the Facebook page is facebook.com slash I think the role playing exchange. If you end if it's a sex web page, take out the V. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh so and if you like this kind of content that we've been we're we're, we're doing like this loosey goosey format of like of, of talking it's not our normal. It's not our. It's not our bread and butter. But it's something that I like to do occasionally because sometimes there aren't creepy pastas, uh, or or there there's not a lot of creepy pastas based around a subject that I feel could be used for, um, for the, the uh, for short fiction, uh, short horror fiction online, um, like case in point four one one. Like I think the only one that I've ever really been able to find that's that's solid is the Search and Rescue Woods Reddit No Sleep stories. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah. And if you have any suggestions for them and if, or if you like our format of uh, this kind of format and you would like to see a little bit more of it, uh, send us comments, send us messages on the, in, in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr, um, Patreon. and on Patreon. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, we, uh, I'll then, uh, I'm, I'm at review cultist on Twitter. So if you'd like to talk to me that I'm the, basically the, the I'm the face of the podcast. <laughs> Um, which is funny because my persona uh, is a is a cloaked a shadowed cloaked figure. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to email us with uh, anything, uh, any of your your comments or or suggestions or concerns, uh, you can do that at aldenterigamortis at gmail dot com. That's a l d e n t e r i g a m o r t i s at gmail dot com. Send us your creepy stories, your creepy pastas, your your strange like Bigfoot sighting accounts or or spooky woodland accounts to that email. Uh, you creep it, we'll peep it. <laughs> that's that's our logo now. <laughs> um, and if you'd like to help support us financially, you can go to Patreon, uh, look up Aldenti Rigamortis, and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have two dollar and five dollar tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. Yes, Brownie, we're eventually going to get to that Twilight episode on the Patreon. It will happen eventually. 2022, it will happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, you can uh, you can support us there. Uh, and to our patrons, such as Brownie, 
<laughs> Thank you immensely because you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. You're helping keep the lights on, and we very much appreciate that. And to the listeners, Thank you immensely, because without your listenership, it would feel like screaming into the void. Um, it would feel isolating, like we're stuck in the woods. And no one wants that. <laughs> um, and yeah, this it's it's sort of hard. I can't I don't want to say to the authors of these accounts because like these are not accounts that we're talking about. These are strange missing people's like unexplained missing people's events and stuff that are happening. Um mm-hmm. For the people that are, are advertising this or like posting them online and, and bringing them to light, thank you immensely. Because, well, first off, you're bringing it to light and like how and like kind of helping it keep, like not be forgotten. But also, if you didn't, we wouldn't have much of a, a topic, and we wouldn't have much of a, ha- have the awareness of it. And to that, I thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist, and I'm Adam. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. See y'all later. aside um so my sister came home like about halfway through or like the start of our recording um and but like i didn't know if it was her or not so i like i sent uh, and my dogs like reacted went upstairs and so i closed my door and then i sent her a message it's like uh did you just come home just just recording right now uh, right now and she's like no i'm snowshoeing still and i'm like okay and she's like i'll be back in an hour why want me to pick something up for dinner it's like no, I think mom just came home and like, cause I didn't go and check. Like, I was, I was listening to you. So I just like, you know, I'm just yeah. gonna let Adam go and make, maybe if like, there's this pause, I'll, I'll see if I'll see what's going on upstairs and stuff. And then I got this message. I'm totes kidding. That's me. <laughs> like, as if you didn't go and check. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking with you, man. That's bad. It's like, I could have been, somebody could have broke, like but just walked into our house and like, uh, let my dogs out the back and then like start stealing things. And like, been like just here recording this <laughs> fuck it <laughs> uh god